Hello. Okay. Today I want to share with you four things that (laughs) I'm really proud of this title Four things that would have been really nice to have realized and embodied like a lot sooner in my business. And these are things that feel super strong for me now or continuing to grow in strength, I guess I should say now. Um, and they were things that I like kind of vaguely understood before, but just hadn't fully like really embodied, really stepped into, really been like, no, like this is a core belief I have and I'm going to operate accordingly. And that has since shifted over the past probably two years and impact of it is really great. So I want to share it with you. Welcome to Spacious, the podcast for business owners, leaders, and CEOs who desire simplicity, sustainability, and spaciousness in their lives and in their companies. In this podcast, we'll dive deep with lessons, perspective shifts, coaching, and guests to help you find and create a spaciously successful business. I'm so glad you're here. Okay, so my intention for this episode really is to you to hear these and not to say that you need to go implement and integrate all of these. These don't have to be core beliefs and things that you operate by, but what I'm hoping is that at least one of them, if not all of them, catch your ear, catch your eye, stand out to you in a way that you get called into it. And then you're like, this is actually something that I want to decide for myself and for my business moving forward. And I'm going to play with it and I'm going to practice it. And I'm going to practice showing up in this and see the really wild and kind of surreal results that come from doing that. So the first one is a big one and you've heard me say this before, but this is now something that is just like like as factual as like the sky is blue in my brain. Money is a byproduct. Money is a byproduct. Money is a, I'm clapping. I hope that's not disrupting the sound. Money is a byproduct. Money is a byproduct. I'm just going to keep saying it. Money. Did you know money is a byproduct? (laughs) So here's the thing. I've known this with like air quotes around it. I've intellectually understood this since like 20, what would have been the year? 2017? I think it was 2017. Um, the first, I remember this so distinctly. I'm sure I've told the story before, but um, I had stumbled across Denise Duffield Thomas, which if you don't know who that is, she's like an OG in the money mindset space. Um, and I didn't really know anything about her, but she had like, I don't even think she sells this anymore. This might've been like, if I'm guessing this was like kind of like a, almost like a tripwire into her. She's like a bigger program that I've never taken. Um, I think this was probably like a tripwire into that cause it was $200. But at the time this $200 was like huge for me to make this investment. Like I took the payment plan. I remember like saying like, you know what, if I'm supposed to take this program, um, a client will come in to cover it. And it, like that happened. Like I was like, whew about it. And it was, a you know, a really kind of basic, like law of attraction manifestation course. Um, and I shouldn't say basic, like it was a good course. Like I, I like her. Um, but it was like, it wasn't like, it was stuff that, you know, people talk about now, like in their free content, but it was the first time that I had really like heard these lessons applied in this like logical sequential order. And I was like, I did it all. Like I did all the practices. I listened to everything. I was like a really good student and my income, like that's when, like I took it right around the time that I had switched into doing the retainer design work and like my income was growing, but it like really jumped up. I think I went from like 
you know, inconsistent months. And then I hit like 2K month. And then I was like 5K month, 8K month. Like it just like kind of really went. And I think there's a lot of things going on in my life at that moment in time that made a lot of sense. There was a lot of strategic shifts that were happening that made a lot of sense. I do think that that money course really was a big part of it for me. So I've known intellectually that the inner work really is the thing, right? That money is a byproduct of this type of work. I've known that intellectually, but it's so easy. And this has been true for me over the years. I see this with my clients too. It is so easy to get in your head and be like, well, that was a fluke. I must need to be doing something. What was I doing? How can I do more of what I was doing? And just to fall right back into the doing, right back into the masculine, right back into the like strategy, this and tactic that. And it's not that that stuff doesn't matter. Like I'm not, I'm never going to be the person that's like, sit on the couch, think good thoughts and money will fall into your lap. Like obviously fucking not. But our brains are so quick. If you're anything like me, a lot of my clients, our brains are so quick to discount the inner work, to discount the care that we give ourselves, to discount feeling regulated in our bodies and in our ability to move through things. Like we're so quick to be like, it couldn't possibly have been that woo-woo shit. It must have been the other stuff. I need to do more of the other stuff. And we just have it backwards. Like we have it backwards. Every uber successful business owner that you know, every business owner that you look up to, I, I, ooh, I you know, I don't like making like mass generalizations like this. I can almost guarantee you <laughs> um, runs a pretty simple like business. Like, I'm not saying like it's simple, like they have like their systems and stuff figured out. I've been in the back end of a lot of businesses that are just kind of like, wow, that's a lot. But I'm saying like their plan, their strategy for business is really simple. Grow your audience, nurture your audience, sell to your audience, deliver good shit to your audience and repeat. Like that's it. So what makes the difference? It's the inner work. It's the mindset. And I know, I know that feels almost harder. You almost wish I was like, you know what it is. It's using the the perfect hashtags and dancing on reels and posting 18 times a day and also being on TikTok. Like you almost want me to say it's that. It's not that. It's not that. Money is a byproduct of the inner work, of the, the way you take care of yourself, of the mindset practices, of the regulation practices. That is how we expand our capacity to create more, to hold more period. The end. Now I will say this. If you are like, Ooh, I know that, but like, it's so hard to hold on to that rich and regulated, join rich and regulated, join rich and regulated. There you go. That's the answer period. So that's number one. Number two is, um, proving energy versus like being in my power energy. This has been an interesting one for me, <laughs> how I, how I speak to myself, how I pull myself back into my power when I'm improving is a friendly little reminder to myself. That is, I don't owe anyone shit. <laughs> like I this is literally how I speak to myself sometimes. I'm like, Hmm, who are we trying to impress here? Caitlin, we don't owe anyone shit. This, this is what happens. It's like, Oh, if I say this thing, they'll follow me and then they'll buy from me and then they'll refer me to 800 people. And da, 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 da. if I do this, if I do that, if I say this, if I make this picture look good, if I, whatever, that energy is so not useful. And here's a distinction. I've actually had a client ask me about this. She's like, I, I get this, 
but like, how does it work? Like, she's like, you post pretty stuff. Like, like, are you embodied here? And she wasn't saying that in a rude way. She was saying like, how do you, like, I just see a disconnect. And I was like, oh, my stuff looks good because I get pleasure out of that. I get so, I mean, I'm a former designer, right? Like I get so much pleasure and so much excitement and so much joy from making something pretty. Like one of my core values is like literally beauty. Like I love aesthetic things. That is nothing. I don't care if you don't think it's pretty. <laughs> like I don't care if you think it's ugly. I don't care if you hate my branding. I don't care. Like none of that matters to me. That's not because I'm proving anything with like having a nicely, like a nice Instagram story. That's, that's for me. That's it's because it makes me happy. Right. So anyway, there is distinction here. Like, but you get to check in, like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Because you think it will like, if I do this right, if I say this right, if I post this right, if I email this right, then they'll like me, then they'll buy from me, then I'll become a millionaire. That is proving energy. And I really want to invite you into your power here and being like, no, I'm going to say this because I believe in it. I'm going to stand up for this because I believe in it. I know who I am. I know what I'm here to do. I know what I need to say. I know what I need to lead with because I'm, I believe in it because I'm convicted in it. And then holding this energy, and this is a little sassy, but holding this energy of like, and it is up to you, like people viewing you, people consuming from you. It is up to you what you do with that information, but I don't need to prove myself to you. If you're like, oh shit, I also love an aesthetic feed or, oh shit, I also want a business that feels really good or whatever. I want to hang out with you. Great. I want to hang out with you too, but I don't need to convince you to hang out with me. And this was a, I'll tell you, this was a kind of a really powerful breakthrough that I had recently. I was doing some journaling around, um, kind of like inner critic kind of work, which, hmm, this might be like a bigger conversation. Sorry, I'm trying to think if this will be helpful. I'll try to do this brief, but if, if y'all are interested in hearing more about this, I could do a separate um, episode or something talking about this because this was a really powerful realization. Um, this part of this stemmed from a realization that I had in, uh, I was always like, you know, very good student, like always, all the kinds of things, teacher's pet, all of that, and really prided myself on that. Um, I only had one teacher that I recall in my like growing up years that, just didn't like me. And it was like a running joke in my family. Like, wow, this teacher just really doesn't like you for some reason. Like, how crazy is that? Like teachers love you. Like you're the star pupil kind of thing. And there's a very distinct memory. I can like the whole thing. I can remember every single moment of it. I had gone to, um, the spelling bee with another girl in my class who was my friend and she won the spelling bee and the teacher really liked her. And, um, we like came back into our classroom and the rest of our class was at like PE or art or wherever where they leave the room. So it was just the teacher in the room. And I walked into the room, like we had like made this plan, me and my friend, we were so excited for how we were going to do this. I walked into the room like, Hey, miss teacher, um, we have a winner. And then I was going to like present my friend. Like we were pumped about this. I didn't care that I lost the spelling bee. Like I'd never prided myself on being an excellent speller or whatever. Um, and I remember her face so distinctly when I was like, we have a winner because she thought I meant me. And she was like, so annoyed. <laughs> so like, like, ugh, okay. And then when I present, I was like presenting my friend, she got super hyped, started like jumping up and down, like hugging my friend. And I remember being like, oh, okay. 
all right, well, I'm just going to go to uh, PE or whatever, <laughs> wherever the rest of the class was. And the thing is, like, that's fine. Like, there was nothing, like, big there, right? That's not capital T trauma. But what I had uncovered is that I had, like, developed the story a little bit of, like, you know, your best isn't enough. Like, you have to win to be celebrated to be for anyone to be excited for you, et cetera. And so I can see how that shows up over my life of like, um, really needing to like prove my, like, look how good I am. Look, I, look at all the stuff. Like you should really like me. I did really good. I know I didn't do the best, but I did really good. Like I can see how that energy showed up over and over and over again. And it's really interesting kind of healing that story and moving through that. Um, and realizing like, no, like whatever I placed in the spelling bee was fucking great. Like also who cares? Also, like, I don't need someone to tell me that I did good for me to think that I did good. Um, anyways, that was longer than I meant it to be. But my point here being, if we could get you into your power and out of proving, I think you will find that A, feels a lot better. B, you move a lot quicker. You don't have to like overanalyze every single thing you say, every single thing you post, every single story you put on your Instagram. Like, you don't have to... <laughs> with respect to care so much. And that's not to say that you don't care. That's not great language. Um, you can still care deeply about your work and your impact and serving your people, but you can do more of that when you stop nitpicking every single thing you say, because you think you have to like prove yourself with every single thing you say. Does that make sense? It's almost like you caring so much about each and every single word in a sentence is holding you back from the thing that you're really here to do. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Whew. I'm out of breath. All right. Number three of the four things. Number three is that, and I, I think I might've shared some of this before too. It, it's this knowing of who I'm actually here to help. Like I am here for those who desire to operate in a more easeful way in their businesses, right? Early in my coaching career, I really avoided owning that directly because what I wanted to own was this message of like, you can do anything. You can do anything anyway. Like your way is the right way. And I do believe that. But the problem is there's a separation in my brain of your way is the right way. But what if your way sucks? What if your way is like complicated and harder than it has to be? And like way too much overthinking and way too much perfectionism. I don't want to say that you can do it that way because I don't think you should do it that way. I think you should do it a way that feels better. I think you should do it a more easeful way. And it was really hard for me to hold both of those things because I didn't want to be the kind of person that said, quote, my way or the highway, right? Like I was really anti that. What I came to realize is that like, I can just own who I'm best here to serve. <laughs> I am best here to serve people who want to do things in a more easeful way, right? I don't want to support somebody that desires a convoluted and clunky business. I'm not the best support for that. If I'm, if someone wants to have a business that feels really good, I am the best support for that. And so it took me a while to really own that and to not feel like I was like, um, you know, alienating people or something like that. And to just be like, nope, just have people that I'm best here for just going to really, really own that, you know? Um, okay. The fourth one, this is a good one too, is understanding and like really integrating and embodying why people work with me, why people invest to work with me. So like, I know I've told this story too, but like early in the coaching, I was working with, um, a coach who I have like a lot of history with through the design world. And I remember saying to her, like, um, 
I need to have like, like an editorial calendar, or I need to like have like a spreadsheet or something. Like I need to have like a deliverable for my client. And she was like, why? And also like, did you use that to hit your first six figure year? And I was like, no, I've never used an editorial calendar ever in my business. And she was like, so why would you tell other people that they need to do that if you don't believe that? And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And so anyway, I, I think there's been this long journey to really just owning why people work. People don't, don't work for me because of an editorial calendar. People don't work with me because I'm going to give them like a really cool spreadsheet. People don't work with me because I'm going to like tell them what to do on this day or whatever. People invest to work with me because of who I am and how I hold myself and how I'm embodied in this work and the energy that I bring to them and that I help them with. And like, I still, I will tell you, I still struggle with this sometimes fully to share this because it, it's easy for me to fall into proving energy. Like, look, see, I am the embodiment of this. Look, see, I am resting. Look, see, I am taking care of myself. My brain doesn't fully connect the dots as easily. Like it is still a little bit effortful for me to be like, how can I just be the embodiment of this without needing to like explain, you know what I mean? Um, so anyways, when I have these glimpses of standing in it. When I have these glimpses of like just being who I am and letting my energy speak for itself and letting the embodiment be so clear and so obvious, literally like it's, it's the weeks where I have like five new clients sign like out of the blue and people being like, can I just pay you in full for that? Like when I have those moments, it's so fucking obvious and it's so beautiful and it's so like, oh, I get it. And I'm still like just in full transparency. I'm still working on like staying in that energy because sometimes I'm like, Oh, well, like, how can I show rest? How can I show feeling regulated? How can I show, you know, like, how can I make that clear that that's what's going on here? And the truth is, and I like, I'm in a, a time right now where I fully am like in it. The truth is I don't, I don't have to explain it to you. I get to just be it. And my energy gets to just speak for itself. Um, and that's really blue, but anyway, that is something that's the last one that I, I, I wish I could have just like really grasped that sooner. And even now, like wish I could grasp that fully 24 seven, hundred percent of the time. I'm like at a solid, like 85% of the time and it's pretty freaking great, but I can't imagine what it'll be like when it's, you know, that full hundred. Okay. So anyway, long episode, kind of out of breath over here. What I want to share with you to wrap this up is this is a perfect time of year for reflection. This is the perfect time of year for you to say, what are the lessons that I learned? What are the things that I'm embodying going into 2024? How am I going to show up? Who am I going to be in this new year? What beliefs do I want to stand by and operate in and choose to operate in over and over and over again until it's 100% embodied? That's your homework. Now, you don't have to use any of these that I shared, but these could be great starting off points for you. So if one stood out to you, like dig deeper there, right? And if you want support in doing that work, there's a whole bunch of ways you can work with me in 2024. Uh, the main ones that I want to share here are you could join rich and regulated. You can also join the ease mastermind. I haven't officially started like promoting for that yet. Um, but there will be a new round of that starting in January. There's going to be really limited spots. How I'm running it is actually evolving a little bit and you'll hear more about that soon. Um, but there's going to be very limited spots for that available. Uh, so if you are interested, if you want to hear more, go ahead and DM me about the ease mastermind. And finally, of course, there is private support, private coaching. If that is something that you've been 
really thinking about putting on your vision board, um, wanting to step into in the new year, I have a handful of different ways that that can look in 2024. And I'm excited to share more about that with you. Just send me a DM. We can chat about you, your business, your goals, your desires, and I can share with you some of the ways that private support could look in the new year. What was your takeaway from this episode? What action are you going to take? Come share it with me over on Instagram. It's linked in the show notes. There, you will also find any other important information from this episode. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not share it with a friend or leave a review? This helps others find the show, and I would be so grateful for your support.